This is Fullness of Life, discussing topics important to your life of faith and ways to grow in a life of grace. Join us each month as we inspire listeners to a deeper relationship with the Lord to live His fullness of life. Now, here's your host, Letty Medina. Welcome everyone, this is Letty Medina with WSFI Antioch 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. And we're here on Fullness of Life. And this month, I have the wonderful opportunity to have my associate pastor, Father Christian Shu, from St. Gilbert Catholic Church in Grays Lake, joining me. And for quite a while, the Lord had been putting the topic of forgiveness on my heart so that we can talk about how forgiveness is such an important part of the spiritual journey as Christians. And so about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I heard Father Christian give this beautiful homily about forgiveness. And I was like, oh, now I know who to invite to talk about this topic. So welcome, Father Christian. Thanks, Lily. It's great to be with you. And uh, as we always do, let's start with a prayer. Absolutely. We come together in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And to begin our time in prayer, I'd like to read now from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. This is from chapter 18 verses 21 through 35. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but 77 times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him, who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold, along with his wife, his children, and all his property, in payment of the debt. At that the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When that servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, Pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then in anger his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt so will my heavenly Father do to you, unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. Good and gracious God, as we gather together today in your name, we ask you to bless us, to fill us with your spirit of love, of patience, of kindness, of gentleness, and using those fruits that we have received. Help us to put them into practice, and above all, to be forgiving to one another. Help us to radiate your gospel of love and mercy to all those we encounter, and to be agents of unity 
and hope for all. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Father, for that beautiful reading of Scripture and for that beautiful prayer. Um, you know, one of the things that I, one of the reasons I really wanted to speak about forgiveness is that um, I work with a prayer team. And when we pray with people, what we often see is that um, people often struggle with forgiveness uh, or unforgiveness, right? That the, the, they can't come to a place where they can forgive someone who's really, really hurt them. And I can even honestly say that that was one of my own struggles in years past. And then I was able to, by the grace of God, come to a place of forgiveness. So it, it is really near and dear to my heart because I've experienced it firsthand and because I see it so often in the lives of so many who are hurting. So I just thought it would be so nice to have you share some of the words of wisdom um, about this important topic. Thank you. You know, I'd like to begin uh, certainly with that gospel in mind, our opening prayer in mind. It's clear that uh, Jesus calls us to forgive along with so many other different things that are hard to do. Uh, in fact, this morning, as we heard in, in our gospel uh, from Luke's, uh, from Luke's uh, account of the Sermon on the Plain, Jesus says to love your enemies, to bless those who curse you, to pray for those who mistreat you. And these are hard sayings, but yet we know that a part of being a Christian and a part of following Jesus is to try our best to also as a community of faith and as a community that encourages one another to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Yes. And because Jesus leads the way and is, is the model for all of us, uh, we also know that uh, we're not doing this on our own, but where Christ ahead has gone before, we're destined to follow God always provides, huh? And yes. we have the grace that we need to, to be able to accomplish this. And it's not something that we can do overnight, like forgiveness. Mm -hmm. It takes time. Uh, it's a it's a life it's a lifelong journey, I think, for all of us. And uh, and that's okay. I think first and foremost, we have to understand that we're not going to get it overnight. Right. Uh, it takes time. It takes practice. It takes above all grace. Yes. But because we follow Jesus, we have that kind of hope and uh, a hope above all that reminds us that we can, we truly can be more and more like Jesus and do what he did. And that is our call. And so today I know our topic is on forgiveness and it's certainly uh, the call of Jesus as we hear from that gospel passage. But also I, I couldn't help but to think of a story of when I visited uh, our confirmation group a while back and um, I believe it was last year's confirmation group and I was speaking to the whole group and doing a kind of a question and answer uh, segment with them. And I remember one student asked me, you know, Father, why is it so important to forgive? Why, why, why do we have to do this? Especially when somebody has been so unkind mm -hmm. and hurtful. Yeah. Seemingly, a person who seemingly doesn't deserve a kind of forgiveness because they've done something really mean. And that was a very uh, legitimate and and heartfelt question, and uh, it's it's kind of visceral too, and and I really appreciated that. And I had to pause and, and think about that for a moment. And um, the answer I did give, uh, certainly, of course, it, it pointed to Jesus. I remember a little tangent at the seminary. One of our professors asked us a series of questions, and at one point we were becoming a little playful. And, and one of my classmates raised his hand and said, "You know, it's the answer, Jesus." And the professor turned and said to him, yes, 
The answer is always Jesus. We can't go wrong when we point to Jesus. But I paused with that question and I thought of one of the seven last words of Jesus on the cross. This particular saying comes again from Luke's gospel and it's in the 23rd chapter. And Jesus says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's why I said we try our best to forgive because if we say we're Christians and we follow Jesus who is our Lord and Savior and if Jesus, the Son of God, could also say that to those who who uh, put him on the cross, well, that is certainly a great uh, witness to what uh, the Lord wants us to do as well as members of his body to try by grace to forgive uh, because that's exactly what Jesus did on the cross. He didn't say to his followers and his disciples, enact vengeance. He didn't say, start a, a kind of uh, rebellion with, with the weapons of, uh, of the world. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And before that, what he left his disciples was the great commandment to love. Yes. Love one another as I have loved you. That is how they will know that you are my disciples. And I love that excerpt that comes from John's account of the Last Supper in John 13. I give you a new commandment, love. And so that is is the call of, of a Christian and what I think distinguishes us very much from the world who would say, you know, enact vengeance or try to seek revenge or even that old adage, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Uh, but Jesus says, no, not that. Bless those who curse you. Love your enemies. Forgive. Yeah. So I point it to what Jesus uh, himself did on the cross, the model for us all. And, uh, and also, you know, when we think about uh, that call to forgive and, and uh, what Jesus is teaching us too, as I mentioned a moment ago, this morning's gospel reading comes from, from Luke chapter 6, and it's the sermon on the plain. And there, there's a particular verse in chapter 6 that says, Be merciful as your Father is merciful. And that certainly gets to uh, the call to forgiveness. Be merciful as your Father is merciful. And uh, as I mentioned this morning in my homily, I couldn't help but to think of uh, the minor prophet Micah. One of my favorite uh, passages from Micah comes in, in chapter 6, verse 8. And it's that line that says, You know, O mortal, what is required of you, that you act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with God. And I also, you know, thought about our common priesthood, the common priesthood that we mm-hmm. all share as baptized as baptized Christians. And how do we live out the common priesthood? You know, it, it, it's we're not talking about the ministerial priesthood, sure. But still, we are called to partake, participate in the priesthood of Jesus through our baptism as priest, prophet, and, and king, and shepherd. So how do we live uh, in that ordinary way, uh, that great call, as as priest too of Jesus Christ and I thought of Micah chapter 6 verse 8 that's one way that mm-hmm. we exercise that very important ministry of the common priesthood through baptism that we strive to give that kind of witness by uh, to Christ by acting justly loving mercy and walking humbly with God that's one way we do it and certainly when we come together at mass along with the priest we together offer uh, that celebration of the mass we offer uh, that highest form of prayer and we give glory and praise to God, the Father, uh, through Christ. But all of us come together. That's another example of uh, participating in the priesthood through baptism, that we're all together offering the Mass, 
along with the priest who's leading us. And uh, so, you know, when I think of Micah chapter 6, in particular, that second tenet, love mercy, that presumes the fact that everybody has a right to mercy. Everybody has a right to mercy. Yes. God is love, as we hear from John the Evangelist. God is love. God is mercy. And everybody has that right. And so that is also another reason why when we pray the Lord's Prayer day in and day out, we are reminded that Jesus teaches us in that prayer, forgive us. We say, forgive us our trespasses, just as we forgive those who trespass against us. Yes. Be merciful as your Father is merciful. So it's very clear, I think, from the scriptures, from uh, certainly our Lord Jesus himself, there is a call to forgive. And again, it's not something that's easy, but I do believe that uh, by grace, by grace, we're able to make some progress with this through prayer, through grace, uh, through the encouragement from each other. And I think too, as I mentioned, we have to be patient with ourselves. Even when we are able to take a baby step yes. toward forgiving somebody, <clears throat> forgiving even ourselves, even God, even when we are able to take a baby step, that makes a difference. And God sees that. God sees that in the heart that we're trying. And uh, and so I also want to affirm everybody that it's okay to take a baby step. Exactly. Yeah. It is important to understand that, that we don't have to um, take those big leaps of all of a sudden being able to forgive everybody that ever hurt us in one fell swoop, that the Lord understands that we are works in progress and that we are yeah, we're going to take those baby steps because we're human and we're weak and we're not all of a sudden able to, to leap as far as maybe mm -hmm. um, he would have, you know, been able to as the Son of God. But sure, it's good. And, you know, I think of, too, that famous adage. It's, it's that Thomistic uh, line that reminds us, you know, grace builds upon nature. Yes. And that's so true. Uh, but even certainly, as we know, Aquinas, very much uh, takes from uh, from Aristotle and uh, and uh, and in philosophy and even from Aristotle, we know that uh, you know the more that you practice virtue, you're not going to get it overnight. You know, but if you practice good habits, uh, good virtues, over time it becomes easier to do, and hence too, grace is at work in the midst of all of that. But sometimes, you know, we think of the, you know, the bad habits that we certainly can call to mind that we mm -hmm. have. But as the same thing applies to good habits and virtues. Yes. Again, with that yes. idea of taking baby steps when we are able to do even small things and to practice, try to put into practice these different good habits and virtues. Well, I think we'll find over time, even in that psychological context, that it becomes easier to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people just need to understand and, and pray on this idea of forgiveness and even reflect back into their own lives, their own journeys, um, where they may be holding on to unforgiveness, um, past relationships that they've, you know, experienced hurt or disappointment and um, things that the Lord maybe wants to bring to light in prayer and time with grace. Uh, to bring healing and freedom to people. So um, I encourage our listeners to to really reflect on that um, because it is such an important part of the journey that God calls us to. Forgive us our sins as we forgive others, right? Amen. Yeah. In this last couple of minutes, Father, um, before the break, um, 
can you kind of share a little bit about the difference between reconciliation versus forgiveness? Sure. You know, I do think there is a distinction, and I like to point that out, that reconciliation necessarily involves another person or multiple people. I think the classical model of that, at least for me, I always like to think back to the Truth and Reconciliation Committee that was started in South Africa in 1996 at the end of the apartheid, uh, of, of that uh, horrible uh, time of apartheid. And uh, there's that famous uh, Archbishop uh, Desmond Tutu that was part of that mm -hmm. committee and that commission, but they were trying to really reconcile with one another. And that involved very difficult conversations, but it involved coming together as, as groups of people and really sitting down and working things out and talking through things and hearing each other truly in a, in a way that we engage in a kind of active listening. And so reconciliation, I think, necessarily involves at least another person whereby you can come to terms, settle your differences, and hopefully at the end uh, come out with a renewed kind of bond or relationship in some sense, in some way. Whereas forgiveness, I think, is more of a spiritual discipline. It's a choice. Again, by grace, we always yeah. want to uh, uh, realize that we can't do it by ourselves. Right. We need God. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a simple prayer. I remember a, a professor at the seminary uh, shared with us, Lord, you are God, I am not. Exactly. And sometimes, you know, we all need reminding. <laughs> right. Uh, myself included, we're all human. But we need God and we need grace. And forgiveness is that ability, I think, to interiorly, slowly let go of some of that hurt and maybe the that grudge that we might have with someone. Mm -hmm. But to begin to let go, and I think when we do that too, we find even more freedom, perhaps paradoxically. But uh, when we are able to, to let go and to bring it to the Lord in prayer and to find that kind of peace that we're looking for that ultimately only comes from God, from Christ, that actually gives us more freedom inside so that we can we can be released from that hate or anger or things that just weigh us down where we don't feel good about ourselves it's day like in and day out. It's like unlocking a cage door and allowing ourselves to be free from that exactly. cage of unforgiveness, yeah. So it's been a wonderful first part of the show. Uh, it is time right now for a commercial break, but don't go away. Uh, right after the commercial, Father Christian will be sharing a little bit more about forgiveness in the context of intercessory prayer and some other powerful stories to depict forgiveness. This is Letty Medina with Fullness of Life, and we'll be right back. The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. 
a prayer for deliverance with Father John Town. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus Christ, we just ask for the grace of the Holy Spirit to come down upon us, the intercession of Our Lady and of all the saints and angels, and we come against any influence of the occult or the New Age that might have infiltrated any of our listeners, the children, their grandchildren, the nieces, nephews, brothers, and sisters, and families, and we bind Satan and all of his minions in any way that have bound any of these individuals or their families in this occult practices, and we invoke Mother Mary, also in all the saints, in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, I just break all bounds and all influences of the new age upon any one of our listeners, and may they be broken in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May He send upon them the grace of the Holy Spirit to free them, and may our Mother Mary place her motherly mantle to protect them and crush the head of the evil one as she was promised to do so in Genesis after the fall. Amen. Are you retired or near retirement? Do you want to keep a larger amount of your assets in a safe place with guaranteed interest rates to protect yourself from a huge market swing? Are you amazed at how low the interest rates are at your bank? If you said yes to any or all of those questions, you may want to call me, Matt Tomlinson, at Catholic Financial Life to discuss our guaranteed fixed rate annuities. Call 847-548-MAT, 847-548-6288. Products not available in all states. Welcome back, everyone. This is Letty Medina with Fullness of Life, and I'm here uh, with Father Christian Shu, Associate Pastor from St. Gilbert Church in Grays Lake, and he's just been talking a lot about the topic of forgiveness and um, what the Lord teaches about forgiveness, how he calls us to forgiveness, how he's patient with us in the process of us turning and becoming more open to that grace of forgiveness in our lives, which is hard. It's hard work. Um, and it does involve a lot of courage and a lot of healing. Um, but right now, I think Father Christian wants to share a beautiful story that depicts forgiveness. Thanks, Luddy. Again, good to be with you. And, you know, I heard this story from a priest when I was at the seminary. And uh, I think it's a powerful story that depicts the power of forgiveness and also, in many ways, the power of prayer and how, of course, it's always the Lord that's leading in our lives. So, you know, a priest told me that um, some time ago, he had the opportunity to go back to El Salvador to visit an orphanage. It's called Nuestros Pequeños Hermanos. And he had been there three years uh, as part of a mission trip when he was a seminarian. And so Father was very excited to be able to return uh, to that orphanage to visit again. And uh, in fact, he remembered a lot of those kids uh, from the time he was there as a seminarian. Of course, they've grown and they're now teenagers. And to no surprise, of course, many of the teenagers also remembered Father. And they were happy to see him. But one day after Mass, one of the teenagers goes up to Father, and his name is Lucio. And Lucio says to Father, can I talk to you? And the priest says, of course, absolutely. Lucio goes on to tell Father how he ended up at the orphanage. And he says to the priest, You know, I learned that when I was a baby, our neighbors came over to my house and murdered my entire family, my parents, my relatives, my siblings. They murdered all 18 of my family members. But for whatever reason, 
they let me live. Mm. That's when I was brought to this orphanage. And all of these years, there was so much hurt, so much pain, so much anger inside of me. But then he said to the priest, what you don't know is that when you were here years ago, one of your classmates would get up early in the morning and walk down the hallway. And that puzzled me. And so I wondered what he was doing up so early in the morning and where he was going. And one morning I followed him and I discovered he was going to the chapel to pray. And so I went into the chapel too. And I just sat in the back, he said. And I would follow him day after day. And because of that seminarian, I learned how to pray. I began to feel God's peace in my heart. And that pain and anger began to slowly disappear. And then he said to the priest, And you know what, Father? If I were to meet the attackers today, I just think I could forgive them. Wow. Beautiful. And when I think about forgiveness, I, I can't help but to think about that story that I remember hearing. And uh, it also shows how prayer really does make a difference. Yes. I think of uh, what Jesus says in Matthew's Gospel uh, at the end of chapter 11. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. I think in life, all of us are looking for that kind of peace that Paul describes, a peace that surpasses all understanding. Yes. And again, as I mentioned earlier, we know as people of faith, as Christians, that we can only find that in Christ. And when we come to the Lord and just rest in the Lord in prayer, beautiful things begin to happen. Sometimes I think we fulfill prayer. I do too. I think it's common. We're human. We sometimes uh, do maybe more of the talking and mm -hmm. we don't listen as much. Right. And sometimes maybe we approach prayer as I have to do something or I have to say something. But sometimes as I learn too and as I'm still learning and as I remember uh, from the seminary too from wise uh, spiritual masters, that, you know, sometimes all you have to do is just sit yes. and not say anything and just rest in the Lord's presence. And God is at work. God does embrace us and loves us and reminds us of that love. And transformation does happen. And I think that's very clear in a very dramatic way, but very powerfully evident with that, with that uh, young man who was able to come to a point where he thinks he could even forgive those who, speaking of love your enemies, that Jesus says, amazing. that's amazing to be able to come to that point. And it started because of that seminarian who drew him into the chapel. So beautiful. And then he began to pray. And after time, just resting in the Lord. Yes. That that uh, that gave him freedom. Yeah. Uh, as hard as is that that is, and and uh, certainly it goes against what what society and culture would say in terms of of a response to something as horrific as that. Yes. But yet he, he found peace in, in that sense that, you know, I can, I can let go of some of this anger. I love that. And I think, you know, I just want to emphasize for the listeners, I you know, have no doubt that there are people who are listening right now who needed to hear this exact kind of story, that kind of inspiration, um, this message about forgiveness. And, you know, when we go and we spend time in prayer, and, and like you said, Father Christian, um, 
and try to sit in silence and not always be talking, not always be going, Lord, I want this, Lord, I want that. You know, can we just sit in silence and listen and just be present to him and let him be present to us and just to trust that he is flooding us with grace and he's he is he's working on us he's he's changing us in those moments of prayer uh, whether we feel it or not he is working in those moments and um yeah they can be life life changing dramatically life changing when we sit and it may take time like this young man definitely over over days and weeks and months uh, my go-to has always been to go to adoration that's where i find peace in the silence of quiet prayer at the feet of Christ, um, and I've found tremendous healing, just sitting there, kneeling there, crying sometimes, laughing sometimes, but just being with the Lord, just being with Him. It's been a great part of my spiritual journey, for sure. Thanks for sharing that, and maybe just to take this moment to plug adoration, you know, at St. Gilbert, if you're passing through, if uh, if you're listening and and, uh, you're in the Grays Lake area, St. Gilbert Parish offers adoration on Wednesdays, every Wednesday from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Yes. And at around 7.50 p.m. we conclude with benediction. And yeah. uh, and then we end at 8. So all are welcome to that opportunity. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, it's a beautiful time for a lot of people. Um, can you talk a little bit about forgiveness in the context of intercessory prayer? Yeah, speaking of prayer, as we were, as we were just uh, reflecting on the power of prayer, and in many ways, too, I was mentioning how it's important to be silent and not do so much talking, whether it's verbally out loud or interior speaking. But now, as you mentioned, intercessory prayer, this is a, a kind of prayer where we are doing something, if you will, and it's it's good to it. So I think with everything, there is a balance. Yes. And, uh, and it depends on how the Spirit is moving us too Absolutely. in a given moment. But I do like to point out, and I, as I've prayed with this and uh, and preached on this, I like to point out how... I do think forgiveness has a beautiful link with intercessory prayer. First, a little bit about intercessory prayer. Um, as we know, intercessory prayer is a form of petition. It is a kind or type of prayer of petition. And uh, But in particular, more specifically, intercessory prayer is the prayer of Christ himself. So when we engage in intercessory prayer, we are engaging and participating, again, speaking of our common priesthood and uh, through our baptism here that we serve too as priest, prophet, and king. Well, in a very powerful way, when we engage in intercessory prayer, we are participating and joining our prayers with uh, the perfect prayer of Christ the head. Pope Francis uh, powerfully and beautifully says that intercessory prayer is the prayer of the new evangelization, speaking of how we we strive to reach others and to build up the church, the body, and in the, for that matter, the entire human family. Well, intercessory prayer is powerful. You know, again, even if even the most brilliant theologians, I think, would find it at times challenging to articulate all the mysteries of the faith. I remember our former rector at the seminary, Bishop Barron, said, you know, if, it's, if we could fully articulate it in, in our own terms or in the human language, it certainly wouldn't be of God. There are some mysteries that we can't fully grasp, and that's right. okay. That's because we're not God. Exactly. And uh, I know there is so much we could say on prayer. Even bishops and uh, and excellent theologians, with all humility, humility say uh, that you know, in many ways, I'm just a experienced beginner. 
with yeah. prayer. Yeah. And uh, so there's so much to say. And uh, in many ways, too, I think uh, there is, I would say, and we know it, all of us, there's a beautiful metaphysical ripple effect that prayer has in the cosmos, for sure. Yes. We as Christians, as followers of Jesus, believe prayer is important, right? So important. It's important, and that's why we need to pray. How it exactly works, because of course prayer doesn't change God. <laughs> it's not like genie, a genie uh, it, uh, like in Aladdin. It doesn't change God. As Augustine, uh, church father, reminds us, prayer changes me. Yes. It's intended to change me so that, as Augustine says, my will becomes more of God's will yes. for me in my life. So prayer doesn't change God, but yet we know prayer does make a difference. God uses our prayers, and uh, it, it it's joined to the prayer of Christ, and uh, and it does affect and impact the mystical body in a beautiful way. So how that exactly works? Well, that's part of I think the mystery of our faith, but we know it does, and we believe it does, and it does make a difference. So again, back to the point, Pope Francis says so. Pray, the the intercessory prayer is the prayer of the new evangelization. It enables us to take the posture of Jesus himself. And in particular then, when we do that, like Jesus, we're putting aside then our own needs and intentions, as important as they are, but rather with intercessory prayer, with this particular kind of prayer of petition, we are specifically and intentionally praying for somebody else. We're praying for others and the needs of others, just as Jesus, as St. Paul reminds us beautifully in Hebrews chapter 7, Jesus Christ has a priesthood that does not pass away. And so he lives forever to make intercession for us. And when we engage in intercessory prayer, praying for others, that's uh, certainly participating in that in that uh, prayer of Jesus. But also, too, I think uh, when we truly engage in intercessory prayer in that sense, where we're praying for others, well, just as Jesus says to us in the Gospels, like with loving your enemies, praying for those who mistreat you, I think that also extends to praying for those, indeed, who have hurt us. Yes. Those who have even harmed us, or as Jesus says, your enemies, pray for them as well. And I do think, you know, when we are able, and perhaps to, like, in, as we hear in that story, that powerful story, when we're praying for somebody else, even somebody whom you know we we're not crazy about somebody who annoys us somebody who's even hurt us and even perhaps in a more serious way uh, but when we can muster up the courage and strength and by grace when we can just sit down and say you know i'm going to pray for this person i'm going to will the good of the other exactly i'm going to pray for this person yeah, and that god also works in that person's life too because we want to be you know together as one human family of love ultimately of course but when we can do that and pray for even our enemies, say, I think that helps us to forgive. Yes. Because again, something is happening too with me through mm -hmm. prayer, whereby I'm letting go of some of that anger. And I think, I, I really do believe Jesus takes care of the rest. As we're praying for somebody else, uh, I think too we find that that's also a pathway to forgiveness. It is. No doubt about it. You can't hold on to anger against someone when you are praying for them god god changes it and yeah he sets us free little by little so it's a beautiful mystery um what about i know that one of the things i've heard you share are just simple little one-liners about forgiveness that are that are going to help our, our listeners 
to maybe, you know, find a, find a little saying that will help them on this journey of forgiveness. Sure. You know, and I've got this too from uh, a veteran priest, a veteran Chicago priest, Father Greg Sakowitz. He is the current rector of Holy Name Cathedral in Chicago, and he gave a, uh, delivered a sermon on uh, forgiveness as well, and I, I uh, took these from him. Uh, very insightful, and uh, these are, as you mentioned, uh, kind of one-liners, but uh, perhaps worth praying with too, even yes. by themselves. So the first one is to forgive, he says, Father Greg says, to forgive is to set a prisoner free. And that prisoner is you. Yes. Forgiving is a way to stop hurting. It's hard to forgive, but it's even harder not to. Forgiving or being forgiven means letting go of a hurt. We must stop living in the past and forgive ourselves, others, and maybe even God. God forgives us for everything, period. And this last one comes from Cardinal Supic. Cardinal Supic once said, Forgiveness doesn't change the past. It changes the future. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. And I have seen that, that people often struggle to forgive themselves. They have a very hard time believing that they can be forgiven. And I would guess, as a priest, you see that quite a bit too. Sure. And, uh, and I think what we try our best to do is just to remind people, which they know, uh, but uh, sometimes, again, all of us being human, we need reminding, especially depending on the moment uh, that's uh, the situation that's occurring in a particular moment in our lives. But, um, you know, I think what's most important is if we look to the, the authentic gospel of, of Jesus, it's a gospel of love and mercy. And what's clear over and over is that sweet and tender mercy of Jesus. And for instance, we hear that perhaps uh, very prominently in Luke's gospel in the 15th chapter. We know the story of the prodigal son very well. And that's a beautiful image that I like to uh, point out. And sometimes it's worth, I think, especially if we're going through a difficult time where uh, we're struggling to forgive ourselves, maybe just to read the parable that we have heard many times, but still to be able to claim it as yes. your own with the Lord in prayer and your personal prayer, uh, it, it can make a difference. And uh, that certainly rem reminds us is the word prodigal by definition means wasteful. And we're reminded really that story is, is, is about the prodigal father, uh, the God, the God that we, that we believe in the God of love who, uh, whose mercy has no limits yes. and whose love has no limits. And that love, as uh, Father John, our pastor, powerfully preached, and I believe this was on, uh, on uh, Good Shepherd Sunday, that, uh, you know, that love is for everybody. Amen. And that love is absolutely for everybody. And uh, sometimes it's, it's uh, you know, it, it's, it's unfortunate that when, when we when we can't receive it uh, to ourselves. And that, that was Father John's point. Uh, so how do we uh, receive that love? Well, how do we begin to um, forgive ourselves? I think, again, that takes time. Uh, sometimes, you know, it can be through something a friend or a family member or, or a loved one says. 
uh, I think to also be reminded that God speaks to us through secondary causes all the time yes. and through others. Maybe it's, as I mentioned, the importance of Scripture, huh? Reading the Scriptures, maybe going to a passage uh, that uh, that moves you, Luke 15, the prodigal son, maybe uh, Psalm 23, look at the Psalms. The Psalms, uh, there's so much there. It's a school of prayer, yes. which really highlights every possible human emotion yes. that we encounter in life. Uh, going to the Scriptures certainly can help, as we were talking about, just being with God in prayer because... Uh, miracles happen, and even those small miracles uh, that sometimes we miss, but if we're quiet and we're resting uh, in the Lord, we know that God speaks through the whispers, not yes. just the fire as he reminds Elijah, not just the the lightning or yes. the thunder, the fire, but through the whisper. And I think therein, uh, when we uh, are able to commune with the Lord, uh, we begin to realize how much we're loved. Amen. And that's something that first and foremost comes from God it's we can't just fabricate but it has to be through an authentic relationship first with God who is love God who always forgives he is love and mercy itself mm -hmm. yeah all right well it's hard to believe but it's time for another commercial break but don't go away uh when we come back we'll end the show with just a few more stories to share and um, just reflections on the power of God's mercy and the need for forgiveness in our own journey of faith. This is Letty Medina with Fullness of Life, and we'll be right back after this short break. Hello, I'm Father James Kubicki, the U.S. Director of the Apostleship of Prayer, and I ask you to support Catholic Radio in your area because Catholic Radio is the way that we can get the word out today. It's Catholic evangelization at its best, and I've heard conversion stories all over the place because of people who have tuned in as they're driving or in their homes, listening to Catholic Radio by accident, and the Lord touching their hearts through the message they heard. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Welcome back, everyone. This is Letty Medina with Fullness of Life, and I'm here with Father Christian Shu from St. Gilbert. He's the associate pastor at my parish, and we've been talking all about forgiveness, and we've been talking about all sorts of things regarding forgiveness in intercessory prayer. Um, he shared a beautiful, powerful story of forgiveness. Um, I have an actual story that I'd like to share with the listeners. And so, you know, this summer I was going through a training on spiritual direction and we we focus a lot on prayer with scripture and so they assign us scriptures every day and one of the scriptures they assigned us was the prodigal son and they told us that we could either pray with the first part of the story or this half last part of the story which focuses more on the older brother and his anger about the father's generosity in welcoming the younger son back so quickly. And um, I have had some struggles in my own relationship with my older brother. 
And so I chose to pray with the last half of that scripture. And so as I began to pray with that part of the scripture, and I started speaking to the Lord in that prayer time, and I said, Lord, you know that I have this relationship with my brother that isn't what it should be, and I want it to be healed. I want that relationship to be better. And I said, can you please help me to understand, you know, some of the struggles that we've had and why we still struggle. And as I sat there in silence, all of a sudden, the Lord kind of put this in my heart. I didn't hear anything, but it was just this understanding that he put in my heart, which was because you haven't forgiven him. And I was shocked because I didn't know that I hadn't forgiven him. Mm -hmm. And I said, so I kind of argued with the Lord in my heart. And I'm like, what do you mean I didn't, for, I haven't forgiven him? You know, I, I, I have. And, and he, you know, he kind of raised that again, like, no, you haven't fully forgiven him. And I was like, and then I responded in my heart in that prayer time. But I didn't deserve to be treated like that. So the, my own heart revealed the truth to me, mm. which is that I was holding on to hurt by something he had said or done, and that I was holding on to that anger or unforgiveness because I didn't deserve it. And you know how the Lord responded to me? I bet you could guess. <laughs> he responded in my heart with, did I deserve to die on the cross? And it just brought me to tears, Father, because it was like, oh my goodness, like how could I say no no to that? Of course you, you didn't, you know, you didn't deserve to die on the cross. And yet you forgave them from the cross, right? Mm -hmm. As you had shared earlier. And so it was, it was such a profound moment of healing for me because again, he revealed it to me in prayer, I didn't even know I was holding on to unforgiveness. And so what happened was so beautiful because as I continued to pray on that going, my goodness, Lord, I didn't know I was, I was holding on to unforgiveness. I don't want to hold on to unforgiveness. What should I do? And he raised in my heart, write a letter to your brother. And so I did. I wrote a letter to my brother and I explained how the Lord had kind of led me to understand that I was holding on to this unforgiveness. And I told him that I, I didn't want to hold on to that anymore and that I wanted us to work on our relationship and that I loved him and that I really hoped that we could have a, a better relationship. And he called me a couple of days later mm -hmm. after he received it. And it's been a beautiful part of healing in our relationship. And again, um, the fact that I didn't even understand that I was holding on to it, I think is an important point. Mm -hmm. And that's why I said earlier to the listeners, spend time in prayer mm. and reflecting and asking the Lord, is there anyone that I am holding unforgiveness towards that maybe I haven't even really realized that I'm holding on to? Sure. Yeah. So thought that was a relevant story considering the uh, prodigal son story you, you mentioned earlier and a powerful moment for me. Do you have any other stories to share? Um, moments along your own journey of faith or beautiful um, saint stories? I don't know if you have any. You know, one thing relating to, in particular, reconciliation, actually, 
as I mentioned, which involves necessarily another person or multiple people, and uh, very much too inspired by that uh, Truth and Reconciliation Commission in South Africa in the late 90s. But uh, to that point, and to the importance of reconciliation too, is what uh, something a professor at Mundelein Seminary shared with us, and this was in the course uh, Pastoral Care and Counseling. But I'll always remember what he said, and he told the class, and he repeated it, always try your best to preserve relationships. Yes. It's a great life lesson, too. Mm -hmm. But Father said to us multiple times, different ways, and that's why it really stayed with me, and I'm sure for all of my classmates, as a priest especially, we are called to be agents of unity and to help build up the body of Christ. And uh, and uh, But also, too, as... As we as we uh, help to shepherd God's people, what's important is to also pass on, as he mentioned, that sage advice. Whenever we can, always try to preserve relationships. Don't burn down bridges. Exactly. But uh, but to try to uh, come to a, a way of of doing conflict resolution if possible, and and of course that it can involve forgiveness. It, it, it has to involve dialogue, authentic dialogue where we're actually actively listening to somebody else and where I actually seek to understand how this person gets from point A to point B in their thought process and to respect that and to treat that as something that is on, that, that we're on holy ground when I listen to somebody's viewpoints, even if I disagree with it, right. and then vice versa. And ideally, it's reciprocal, of course. But uh, I think, too, especially in society now in our day and age yes that's so important that we that we try to um work on on uh, building each other up uh being uh agents of unity and peace of course and and then trying to preserve relationships whenever yeah. possible that's beautiful um one of the other things that i thought we could just mention or talk a little bit about is just the power of a confession, right? In part of the healing and part of the um, seeking the grace that you need to be able to forgive, right? So I know that, you know, for years when I had been hurt by other people earlier on in my journey, um, I would go to confession. I was having a really hard time forgiving this one person. And, and the Lord was so patient with me. But as I continued to confess that struggle, I believe that he gave me that extra grace during confession as well as during that time of prayer, you know, both. Um, so, you know, I, would in, I don't know how you, how you would encourage, if you would also agree that that would be a... Yeah, and I think that beautifully speaks to that point that we were talking about a bit earlier and that was how sometimes it is difficult for people to forgive themselves, huh? Yes. And again, that's something that that uh, I would always say, you know, that's we're on holy ground. We can never discount how somebody feels, and that's something right. I learned uh, early on uh, in uh, in the in the uh, field of hospital ministry or chaplaincy as part of our seminary formation. So you can never discount what somebody feels, and we have to handle that very reverently and respectfully and and yet we know that reality as you mentioned sometimes it is hard for somebody to uh, f uh, forgive themselves and uh, 
And and I think what's important is that first, as uh, a priest once said, you know, if you're going to be a father or mother, you first have to be a son or daughter. And I think in that same way, we first have to know that we're loved and forgiven first before we can forgive others and then maybe to even ourselves. But that's why, as you mentioned, uh, it's a nice segue that the Sacrament of Reconciliation is very powerful uh, because with any of the sacraments, for instance, we know that it is Jesus himself who, through the priest, is working, but it's, it's Jesus himself who is the actor in the sacraments. And what's so beautiful about reconciliation is that, uh, uh, of course, we know that one is reconciled with, with God and the entire body, the church, through the forgiveness of sins. But another effect uh, that the church teaches us with the sacrament of reconciliation is a spiritual resurrection. And that's that's right out of the catechism, uh, spiritual resurrection. And that's something maybe we forget or underestimate. Uh, it's powerful. You know, sometimes we're, of course, going to confession to conf confess uh, different uh, faults and sins that we've committed. But maybe, too, in the sense that we need our uh, to be able to have a renewed uh, perception of who we are. Part of, I think, uh, part of being able to forgive ourselves if that's the scenario of if that's the situation is having then a renewed perception of who we are in god's eyes yes and that can come through the sacrament of reconciliation when i think another important effect of that sacrament is that we're reminded there above all through the forgiveness of sins that we're not defined by our sins or shortcomings right. or flaws right. but that this sacrament with through that spiritual resurrection that is grace sanctifying grace that 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 uh that happens and that is efficacious because it's a sacrament exactly some even if we don't leave as pope francis said when he reflected on the reconciliation once even if we don't leave feeling completely changed or the effects if you will right away oh we know something has happened right we never we can never leave from an encounter with jesus unchanged in some way amen and so that's why like you said it's very the sacraments are very important and and maybe that's the that's the the answer that's the invitation somebody who might be looking to forgive themselves to uh to visit the sacrament of reconciliation yes. and to be reminded of how god sees you yes. that you are made in the image and likeness of god you are god's beloved son or daughter and nothing can ever change that amen beautiful and it's a healing sacrament and it, it is yes the lord gives you so much whether you feel it or not it doesn't matter you leave with quite a bit of grace Absolutely. bestowed upon you um well we only have about two minutes left um with this show um one of the things that i think just to remind people that um you know oftentimes you know, we may have broken relationships like I shared about with my brother within our fa own families, right? And um, what we have to always remember too is that um, people act out of their woundedness oftentimes, right? So if you have a, a parent or a sibling or a aunt or uncle or whatever that is acting in ways that are hurtful, there's a reason for that, right? They're hurting, and and because of their hurt, they also act in ways that hurt others oftentimes. 
And so it is very important to always remember that um, we don't always know why people be behave in certain hurtful ways. And God, again, says, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do, or they sometimes they can't help it, right? Sure. And, uh, and that's why God calls us to be people of mercy, people of healing, people of forgiveness, um, not to judge, um, but to try to bring peace and unity and, and to draw people to Jesus Christ, who is the divine physician and who wants to bring that, that freedom and that healing to people who struggle, you mm -hmm. know? So, um, any final words or, or maybe perhaps in this last uh, minute, you could just end with a beautiful prayer for us, um, sure. calling down the, the Lord's grace absolutely uh, for forgiveness and again thanks for having me thank you father and uh it's we been beautiful thank you and uh we begin as we begin all good things in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen amen lord you remind us that whenever two or more are gathered in your name you are present in our midst confident that you are with us lord we ask you to Bestow your blessing upon all of us to fill our hearts with your peace, love, and everything good. Help us to be reminded of our true identity as your beloved children. And help us, Lord, to continue to give witness to your gospel in word and in action so that all may know your love. Send your Holy Spirit upon us to give us the gifts and fruits of the Spirit that we need to be able to persevere through hardship and adversity and to also uh, be uplifted and upheld when we are sad or discouraged. And also, through our own lived experiences, Lord, we know that with you all things are possible. Help us to use our experiences to fortify and strengthen and edify others because we trust in your love and in your providence. And we ask all this in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Amen. and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father. I truly appreciate you spending this time with us. You're welcome. May God continue to bless you in your work in his name. Thank you all for tuning in to this month's show of Fullness of Life on the topic of forgiveness. This is Letty Medina, and until we meet again, I'm wishing you all his fullness of life. Bye. Salve Regina, Mother Misericordia, Espes nostra salve, ad te clamamus, exules filieme, ad te suspiramus, gementes et flentes, in hac lacrimarum vale. Misericordes oculos a nos convete, et Jesu, benedicta.
Yeah.